0: welcome to nausea reviews i'm brian your host and today we're going to look at stakeland 2 the stakeening there's i didn't notice recognize any new people in this movie only the returning cast um i watched this movie the first time around and i didn't really like it because for like the synopsis i said it's about a hunter trying to make it to graceland basically this one is about a hunter trying to get revenge i guess i'm not really into revenge flicks but when i watched it a few minutes ago for the notes part of this uh it got me misty-eyed at, at a certain point i would say that stakeland one is better but this one this one makes it it's not as good But it's really close. They keep the tone for the most part. This one has a little bit more jokes in it. And less of those like somber moments. If you added up all the somber moments, this one would probably have more. But they weren't scattered out through the movie like the first one. Which I guess makes sense because that was a journey movie. And this one's a mission. We have to do this thing. I kind of just liked it sprinkled in more. They did some heavy handed camera work at one point. Which they only did it once, but it was one of those like, yeah, we get it. We're not stupid. Other than that, it was a pretty good movie. So I recommend this one too. I can't talk about why I think parts happened at this point, but it felt as competently shot as the first one. There's less narration because there's less things to set up, I would imagine. We already know what the dealio is. And this is like years later, like... Ten or more within the movie's confines, anyway. So yeah, can't really talk about the things that annoyed me with it until we get done with the overview, because you can't explain what happens without spoiling everything. Because this movie also doesn't really pull its punches like the first one, and stuff happens from the beginning to the end. So you can't really talk about any part of this movie other than it's got vampires in it. People are trying to stab them. That's all I got. So we're gonna move into. The overview, spoilers from now on, especially with this movie, because we get straight to some shit. Alright, overview now. We start with Martin. He's talking. He's telling the story of Mr. to his daughter, and they do this weird thing. It's like, this is in the past, because he's talking to a hallucination of Mr. later, so it it can be a little confusing, like, more so than the beginning of the first one. But once you get it down, it's good. Because they're in New Eden. It's Martin... Their kid and Peggy in a community in New Eden. We don't get to see much of it because we start this movie off with a vampire attack. That's about to happen right now. So Martin goes out to take care of the problem and tells Peggy to get the kid to safety. Peggy's pretty good shot. Seems like a good job for her. Or him. Doesn't really matter. That's just how it's done. Don't worry. This is part of my annoyance. We have the Brotherhood from the first one, but now they have a leader. And that leader is a one-eyed female vampire. And she straight up stabs Peggy and uh, Martin's kid to death. One shot. Stab through both of them. So Martin's understandably upset. And that starts our revenge flick. Just real quick. I think it would be more fun of a movie. And I would love to see Peggy be a badass. Because she was shaping up to be at the end of the last movie. And they could have just stole the kid. It'll make more sense later when I tell you more about this movie. They could have just stole the kid. And it could have been a bit different. I'll explain my changes at the end. But it's just one of those things. So Martin's going off to find Mr to get revenge on this lady vamp. People have basically through the narration, people have just given up. There's hardly any good people left in this world. Everybody's out for their own. That type of vibe. Mr is a legend now. He's the legendary hunter. There's the brotherhood has wanted posters for him and we'll learn about why later. We see that the vamps will come out in the daytime now to try to kill people cuz they're like desperate for food cuz people are drying up and martin gets a pretty emotional hammer death here because he just goes to town and i get it he just had his family die because of a vampire and he takes almost all of it out on this one vampire he finds a bike so that's kind of fun seeing him riding around on a motorcycle through the landscapes and all that stuff comes across an uh, old couple that seem nice until they drug him and in the scuffle Because they were probably going to eat him. Uh, Martin dodges a shotgun blast that kills the lady. And then he meat cleavers the guy in the head. And then passes out. Wakes up in the morning and leaves. Gripe here is. He didn't bring any of their weapons. He just kept his bow and arrow. He's going for a stealth build. He makes it to this outpost. And you can hear the brotherhood preaching their message on the radio the brotherhood is actively searching for mister this is where we get that 100 confirmed the guy at the trading post tells him to go to the brick plant there's good folk there that can help him find mister well that's a fucking lie because everybody's terrible in this movie that's not a main character because they're cannibals they knock martin out and they put him in this like fight ring thing so if he would have lost or if he would have killed the other guy they'd ate him but the champ is mister they got they caught mister and they're he's undefeated he's killed everything they've put in the ring but he's so wild-eyed at this point that he doesn't even notice martin is martin to be fair though martin has a beard now and longer hair so like i get it and they're doing pretty good they're like martin's obviously going to lose this fight from how it's going but he puts up a pretty good fight There's some symmetrical fighting that happens in this scene. Ends with a headbutt. So they both headbutt each other. It's pretty good. But Mister sees the necklace that he left around Martin's neck and just snaps out of it. Pretty much instantly as soon as he sees it. And then they just revolt. And this feral kid opens up a cage and lets out a vampire. And then they split. So all of the bad guys died. And the two hunters are reunited and go on to Mister's house with this kid, this feral kid, who I'm going to call Lady now because she gets named Lady later and it's just easier this way. We get a retelling of what happened that night in this house and it was Martin shot an arrow at the one-eyed vamp to try to kill her to save his kid, Bella, or Belle, named after Belle from the first movie, and Peggy, but this one-eyed vamp catches the arrow in the midair and then stabs through them both with it so yeah i can understand why he's upset that his arrow is the one that killed his family and he wants to get total revenge but this vamp can control other vampires berserkers even the hardest ones to kill she can just tell them what to do and the Brotherhood worships them. Then after we get a little bit of a slow moment in this house explaining Lady's situation that she's feral and why. The Brotherhood attack the house. Mister gets Martin and Lady down into the basement or the crawl space at the very least. And then he gets knocked out. Lady's good at tracking, apparently, because Lady and Martin start trying to track him down. And They put Mr. on one of those crosses that, apparently, you just put somebody up there, they get turned into a vamp by the vamps, and then burn up in the sun in the morning, which sounds terrible. The first vampire, night happens, and then the first vampire just spears him. It breaks him off of the, the cross. His arms are still bound on it, but he breaks that thing's neck. And then he gets his hand free, and he kills another one by ripping its jaw out. So that's fun. And then the third one that comes up gets a claw in his, his gut. Martin shoots it in the eye. And then they have to cauterize the uh, the stab mark. So now Mister is incapacitated for quite a while in this movie. Or at least it felt like quite a while. I don't know. <laughs> the current leader of the faction of the Brotherhood is telling people to find him better. And one eye just kills the leader. It's like, you're not trying hard enough, you die. I will say, Jeb from the first one would have been much better as their leader in this one. Because this lady doesn't talk. She just makes snarly sounds. And I don't know, that's less intimidating than a vampire that can talk and has malice. It's it's one of those things where she should have just been able to talk. She wouldn't even have to talk a lot. It could just be short, broken sentences and it would have been better than... And that's about it. That's a negative. She got cool design though. She looks basically like a tattered, like a tattered witch type situation. We know that she's smart enough to have malice, but they could have let her talk. That's all. Jeb was more intimidating from the first one, in my opinion. But a fact, uh, a faction, not a faction, uh, part of the Brotherhood ambushes uh, Mister and Lady Martin went off to get some herbal supply or herbal medicine for mr's pain and then we get an almost rape of a little girl that luckily martin breaks up real quick by throwing an axe into a guy and then mr shoots the guy that was about to rape the girl in the dick and it's glorious one of the brotherhood people surrenders and martin's just gonna kill him anyway like a survivor but mr's getting a little soft and he's like he's just a boy martin's like 10 years ago you'd have killed him already and mr's like Well, then 10 years ago, now is it? So I feel like they made made this revenge thing just so Martin would be ruthless and Mr. could be soft. So it's like a dynamic switch from the first movie. But Martin already saw his baby sibling get eaten in front of his eyeballs. And then he had to mercy kill a baby at the end of the last movie because of vampires. Pretty sure he could just default be ruthless. More on that later. But now we move on to... They're looking for water. These two guys show up. One's name is Bat, and he is way fatter than someone in this situation could possibly even be in. And that's another gripe with this movie. There's too many chubby people in a wasteland like this, in my opinion. If food's drying up, how's he still chubby? And he's not chubby, he's fat. But they're old friends of Mr. Well, at least Bat is, out of these two. So they're like, we got a doctor... You remember that doctor you know that we both know? Let's go to him and get that claw out of your gut. So they're they're going to lockdown, a lockdown. Lockdowns are towns now. They're supposed to be safe, but most lockdowns are a scam, basically. It's just false hope. You go in there and then you get brutalized or something. They don't show any of that, but that's what's implied with what Martin says. But this one's a good one. Doc does surgery on Mr... Says he'll be up on his feet in a couple days. But we get a nightmare backstory for Mister. And this is where we get introduced to two new vampire types. There's squirts, which are literal baby vampires. And breeders, which is what the one-eyed vamp is. Because Mister shot one-eyed vamp's baby in the head with an arrow. And then shot one eye in the eye to make her one eye. So this whole thing has started for revenge Forget shooting a baby and getting shot in the eyeball. We'll find out later. I might as well tell you now. You could have figured it out just by watching it. But here's where they do this. They explain what's going on in a lockdown while they're walking around. And they're like, these generators keep the barbed wire electrified and runs our UV lamps. And then they stay on the generator and zoom in and hold. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's going to blow up later. As soon as he said generator runs at all, you didn't have to show us anymore. The guy they caught, I think his name's Judah, tricks, because he's imprisoned, tricks the lady that was giving him food and kills her and then escapes. And we got a vamp attack on our hands that night. As soon as One-Eye sees Martin and Mr., she calls off all the vamps. But they re-catch the boy and he's not going to have a good time. Because we get a torture scene here and they rip off his pinky fingernail. And that just makes me cringe because... I flip back plenty of fingernails, and that hurts enough. Can't imagine getting it ripped off. It's one of those other things that really gets me in movies. It's like, ugh. Like in the ring. Ugh. But then Mister says, she's after me. She went after your family to get to me so she could find me. And then Martin's just like, well, boy, you gotta die, and just slits his throat and walks out. There's a bonding moment between Mister and Martin. It's more fatherly in this movie than mentor like the first one. But I feel like it was fatherly in that one too. Just because Hardened Killer is trying to help out someone in need. But it's like a father-son dynamic kind of. In this movie they like push it more. So all the civilians that don't want to fight uh, are moving up the mountain from lo- from the lockdown. And Mr. Makes Lady go with because he doesn't want to see her die. So it's just a few no names. Martin, Mr. Bat, Doc... And the bartender from the first movie. And then the rest are no names. But they don't really matter. That are staying to fight this horde army. This army of vampires. It's like, oh, this makes no sense. But Martin's like, I'm going to stay and kill him. You stay in with me? And Mister's like, well, stake her or die, trying. But these vamps are smart because they got people on their sides. And the vampires just smart. They hit one of the perimeters, which makes everybody move to one side away from the generator. And then they get a guy with a shield, run in, blow up that generator. Now it's on. Now we got a full-on vampire attack. And while this is going on, Lady hears the explosion and breaks off from the group. And she's in the middle of nowhere. And a vampire comes up. She grabs a rock, does a battle cry, and then we cut back to the lockdown. Now we get a fight between One-Eye, Martin, and Mister. And the fight is much better than the fight with Jeb, but Jeb was more entertaining, I guess, is the way to say that. So they're like there's throwbacks to the first movie with the fat nun, where he's like, You missed the heart, goddammit. Well, Martin's sneak attack does the same thing. And it's it's funny. I like that callback. But they're like one will slash her in the back, and then she'll turn around, and then the other one will slash her, and then she gets fed up with it, and she just knocks one of them out or down and then goes after the other one. And then she's about to kill Mr., and Mr. stabs her in the other eye, which is not supposed to be funny, but I giggled, because I'm psycho. <laughs> and now she's blind, and they're tricking her with sound, and uh, they get a lot of stabs in, and then the, Martin just chops her head off with a tomahawk, and Mr.'s like, you feel better? And he's like, no, but I don't feel worse. Now, Bat and Doc are stuck. They're, they've are they cornered themselves, lots of amps, and it turns out that they're gay, And it's just like a kiss out of nowhere, which I don't care if they're gay, but I wish they would have done more to show that they're gay, because literally the only thing I saw was Bat put his hand down a little farther than you would. Like Like, if you're like, cheer up, you guys, and then two guys walk away, you put your hand on his shoulder... He puts his hand down on his lower back and that's literally the only thing that shows that they might be intimately related. And it's like, if you're going to pull this shit, you got to set it up better than that movie. It makes sense that they're gay because there's not a lot of women out there in these movies. I get it. Hell, Mr. went to a hooker in the first movie. So it's one of those things. I just wanted to be set up more. It's kind of like out of the nowhere kiss just because of the time it was made. That's what it feels like instead of a set up character trait. That's the only gripe with it. Uh, so they blow themselves up and all most of the vampires. They planned for that. Then they're running up towards the mountain and uh, Lady wins the fight. It doesn't show her win the fight, but she's alive. Unfortunately, she got bit. And then she goes and saves them by killing another vampire that they didn't even notice, but she got her chest tore open. And this is where I got misty eyed because Mr. has to Mercy Killer and the sound and the lady the actress and it was just it hit me. It hit me harder than I thought it was gonna. I almost teared up for real. Then Mister's like, I'll buy you some time, and Martin's like, No, come with or I'll help you kill them. And then Mr's like, You raise your kid to be better than you. Now go on and get. So Martin reluctantly runs off and Mr. kills. Two vamps that we see, but there's a lot more coming. But considering in the last movie, he killed five with one torch, and now he has actual weapons, there's a good chance that he's going to be alive if they ever made a third one. But I wouldn't be upset if he died. It seems like a closing to his story. And then they just move on, and that's the end of the movie. Now, after my second watch, I'm down with the way this movie played out. It's good. The acting was... It's the same characters, so the acting's, they're the same characters. They did a great job getting back in their role. But I wanted to see Peggy do more. It's like, they showed her pretty competently shooting a crossbow in the last movie. I wanted to see what happens with her after Martin trains her to be good at killing vamps. And we never got to see that, because they open up with her getting murdered. Like, this whole movie was because the one-eyed vampire wanted to find Mr... And kill him. Because he killed her baby. Like that's revenge enough for one story in my opinion. You don't need the good guys to be having revenge at the same time. So they could have like. It's more convoluted obviously. But they could have had the Brotherhood kidnap the kid. With a. Left a note. And was like. Bring Mr. to us. Or we're going to kill your daughter. And then Martin and Peggy. Could look for Mr. We could see them both be badasses. Get Mr. And then put an assault on the camp. And say it takes a month or two, because they're got to go from Canada down and then back to wherever they're supposed to go. That way you can have their kid being indoctrinated into the Brotherhood, and the thing that breaks her out is seeing Mr. Kill Vamps and remind her of the stories her dad told her, and it could all come full circle, because telling your kid the stories of Mr. has no payoff now. Because five seconds later, she just gets stabbed to death. It's like, you didn't even need to do that part. It was default that he loved his daughter. He loved a baby that wasn't even his, that wasn't even born yet, and had to mercy kill it in the last movie. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't love revenge flicks as much, and that hampered my enjoyment of this movie on the first watch. Rewatching it, it's pretty good. I liked it. I recommend to watch it. Don't act like this little bit of negativity has anything to do. It's just my little hang-up. But if I knew how to write movies, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. Critiquing movies, I would be making movies. So what I proposed might be a little bit too convoluted to fit into whatever budget they had. So that's going to be it, really. Um, I hope you have a great week. I don't know what movie I'm doing next week. There's two rolling around in my head. We'll find out what they are. Uh, If you like the intro and outro music, hit up Jake. In the description, he'll work with you to get the sound that you want. Other than that, bye.